the future glory of the kingdom of God. Let us turn to the word of God. The future glory of the kingdom of God. This is the title of our message. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. Please rise for the reading of the word of God. Romans chapter 8, verses 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all, Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope, we hope for what we do not yet have. We wait eagerly. eagerly, We wait for it patiently. Amen. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Have a seat, please. Let's ask God for the illumination of both body and soul towards his message. Our Lord and God, give us your spirit. Increase our knowledge and love for you. Our Lord and God, enlighten us with the message from your written word. Bless our listeners. We ask and we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you recall last week, or not last week, but many weeks ago, I preached from Romans chapter chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. The title of that message was Children of God. In that message, I showed that Paul describes the existence of Christians as one being in connection with God the Father, because Christians belong to the kingdom of God. Now that I have covered last week's material, let us cover today's material in brief. Today, again, the message, the title of our message is The Future Glory of the Kingdom of God. Today I will explain, I will try to bring out the central message, what I believe the Lord God has placed on my heart. And that is that Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, describes the future glory of the kingdom of God because Christians are heirs of the kingdom. And as I have spoken last as I've spoken as I have spoken last week, the author of this message is Paul. And remember his his office is one 
described as the apostle of Jesus Christ. The theme of this letter, the theme of this letter, which Paul has written, is that Paul states the theme as this. The gospel reveals how God puts people right with himself. The gospel explains how God puts people right with himself. It is through faith that we receive it from beginning to end. Amen? Genre of this, of this mighty uh, uh, written message that Paul has given to us is a letter. It is a letter. The recipients are Roman, Jewish, and non-Jewish converts. And again, I believe that it is Paul writing to us and he gives us a description of the future glory of the kingdom of God. And remember, the glory is speaks about and describes, at least in this case, because glory can mean other things. It has other uh, connotations or uh, other implica- uh, other meanings kind of uh, spread it out there. Uh, but in this case, it, it, it means the condition. He's talking about a future condition, a future future condition in existence that will be will, that will be ultimately fulfilled in the kingdom of God will manifest itself in, in, in the kingdom of God. Now remember the kingdom basically describes the operations of, of God. His, uh, his operation, his, his operations, his, uh, his rulership, his, his authority. And so that's what we're talking about. The glory of God's authority the glory of God's rule as a king. And so this is a, is a good message that I think we need to always keep in mind that we are part of a kingdom and, and the Bible describes it as a kingdom filled with priests and kings. It is filled with, 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 with individuals that are Blessed by God and that are called, that are called his own. And in this kingdom, God is the king. It's that simple. He's the king. And we are his people for those who believe in Christ Jesus. Christians are his people. Amen. Now, how will we fully understand all this? We can start by looking at the following points. In point number one, we will see that we have already seen. That because Christians are heirs of the kingdom of God, that's what I spoke about last week, God will eventually punish all his enemies. And in point number two, we will see today that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, God has eternally blessed us. Point number three, and our final point will be, and we hope to see that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, Christians naturally, naturally look forward. To the day of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now let's go to point number one. And point number one. As I said last week. It's, I spoke about the guilt. The guilt of fallen humanity. Remember. We live in a fallen world. And because we live in a fallen world. We, are, we also. Um, or I should say. In this fallen world. There are fallen creatures. We are those fallen creatures. Not only us, but all those, all the creatures around us. 
those who are not human. We're talking, I'm talking about the animals and so forth. They're fallen as well. How do we know this? Well, because they die just like we die. Now, they might live a little bit longer than us, but still, death eventually, which is part of the judgment, which not is part of the judgment, but which is the judgment of God, eventually they succumb, succumb to death. And we die. And that is the judgment of God. Now we got to understand this. The reason why I brought I brought this out is to kind of set uh, set things in perspective. Is that we need a savior. We need salvation. That is what all this remi- should remind us of: is that we need salvation. We need salvation from all this. We need to be saved from all this death and dying, from the judgment. The of God. Because God again, he is a just just God. And because he is a just God, he will deal with deal with us, deal with sin, sinners, sinful humanity, fallen humanity. He will deal with us. And that is that eventually eventually along with Satan and all his enemies, God will gather and he will cast them into the depths of hell that the Bible talks about. Where there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. The Bible speaks about hell as a real place. It speaks about it as an, as an, internal, as a, as an internal existence. A place which is set apart. Set apart for sinful, fallen creation. You know, I think about even now the story about potters. The Bible talks a lot about potters. That is, those individuals who create beautiful vessels to hold water, to use for for eating from, and so forth. Vases, those which are just set aside for beauty alone. But oftentimes, as they're making these these beautiful pieces of 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 of, of art and Vessels, these beautiful art, as they're making these beautiful vessels, sometimes things go wrong. And as they're forming them, the clay, whatever happens, it just, it doesn't form properly. It doesn't form right. And so what do they, what, what oftentimes they have to do is they have to take those, those, those vessels that have not been formed properly or that are not formed right, that are not fit for use, they take them and they discard them. They throw them away because they're not, they're not fit for, for, um, for use. And so in so many ways, this is what fallen humanity is like. It's like a, a vessel that was not formed properly. And we all know that all this began in the beginning with our first parents, Adam and Eve. They plunged us all into eternal uh, not eternal destruction, but I should say they caused us to come up under the wrath of God, the judgment of God, because of their transgression, because of their disobedience, their their willful disobedience. Amen? Amen. Now, to point number two, 
Now we understand that God will eventually punish all the enemies for their sin. And the enemies, again, are those who reject Christ, those who, for whatever reason, God has determined in advance, that is, fallen, out of fallen um, creation, to pass over. Now that we understand that, now to point number two, the grace of God. Because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, God has eternally blessed us. He has eternally blessed us. As co-heirs of the kingdom of God, God has eternally blessed us with all the treasures of the kingdom. Now I say co-heirs. I say co-heirs. Why do I say co-heirs? I say co-heirs because, first of all, Christ is the chief heir. He's the chief heir. It was God, the Father, who promised our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he would bless him with a kingdom of people. A people that would honor God with their hearts, with a pure heart. Not a fallen heart, but a pure heart. Not a sinful heart, but a pure heart. And so, you need to understand that because we are fallen creatures in Adam, the only way we can truly worship God, the only way we can truly be brought back into a right relationship with God, is that God himself must take the initiative. God has to raise us up out of sinful humanity and bring us back into a right relationship with him. Remember, the Bible is clear that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin is what, children? Death. 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 The wages of sin is death. Listen, dead mean de means dead. And, you know, again, death is a sign of God's judgment. Not only is it a sign of God's judgment, it is given to us as an example of where we are as far as in our relationship with God. As far as our relationship with God, it has been severed. God has cast us out of his presence. And into the presence of eternal darkness. Into a, 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 a condition, a state of being whereby we can no longer return unto God. We can no longer receive the full blessings of God. Now I say full blessings because, listen, it's obvious that we do receive some blessings from God. And that is because of his mercy. God has promised us in all creation that he would not no longer flood the whole entire earth. Our existence, we no longer have, in our existence, we no longer have to be concerned with the whole entire earth being flooded like it was back in the time of Noah. God has also promised us that he would protect the common, that is, common humani humanity. What do, I, what do I mean by protecting common humanity? I mean that, listen, the government, the reason why we pray for the government every, every, every week, 
is because the government was given to us to protect us. To protect us. To, to, to hold the peace. And trust me, a government that, does, that is not successful in doing that, God will eventually remove from, this, from the face of this planet. It's that simple. It's that simple. All authorities, listen, all authorities that are and that exist right now is from God. This is the common grace of God. And so we need to be thankful for that. So don't get me wrong. Humanity, even though it's fallen, is not, it's not in a state of total chaos. It's not in a state that, I mean... I mean, if you look around us, we have, there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot of good that God has allowed, even though we have fallen as far as spiritually and as far as being in the right relationship for him, with him. He has allowed to remain. But I am convinced that he has allowed it to remain so that those whom God have called, those whom God have, have united with Christ Jesus, it is for their it is for, again, it's for their benefit and for his ultimate future glory. Did you understand that? You need, you need to understand this. Because this is what being an heir of the kingdom is all about. It begins now. Being heirs of the kingdom has begun now. It began in Christ Jesus. God has placed us in Christ Jesus and he has placed us there and he plans to preserve us and to keep us in Christ Jesus for all eternity. And it begins right now. It begins in the life as we know it right now. Thank God that we can meet together like what we're doing right now and praising God and worshiping God. Thank him. Thank him for it. Thank him for his common grace, the common grace of humanity. Because, because the government is doing what they're supposed to do, we can meet here and we can open up our Bibles and safely do it and worship him in honor and truth. Amen? Amen. That is a blessing from God. Thank God that we're not being, you know, even though we've been getting a lot of rain here, at least here in California, thank God we're not completely flooded. That is the promise of God. Not only for those who are in Christ Jesus, but for those even who are not in Christ Jesus. That is, unbelievers. Sinful humanity. Sinful fallen creatures. Rebellious. And listen, most people will acknowledge, will acknowledge that, you know what, there is a God... And most people know, I believe, in their heart, there's, there's a creator. No doubt about it. But most people will not admit that God, this God, is a, is a God who has judged us. He has condemned us. And that we are in need of a savior. So as co-heirs of the kingdom, God, though, has eternally blessed us with all the treasures of the kingdom. What is the treasures of the kingdom? The treasures of the kingdom are these. 
God's future blessing of the heirs, which is the return of Jesus. The return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the blessing to those who are in Christ Jesus, to Christians. Christians look forward to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Why, children? Well, I'm going to answer that for you. Just think about it. And that is this. Because in that day, when the Lord Jesus returns, we will fully know him, even as we know one another. Listen, I hear a lot of preachers talking about, you know what, I can't wait to get to heaven because the first time I get to heaven, I want to see so-and-so. I want to see Spurgeon. I want to see Calvin. I want to see all these, these men and these different individuals. But I'm going to tell you what, the first person I want to see and that I want to talk to when I get to heaven is the Lord Jesus, period. I don't want to see nobody else but the Lord Jesus. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love y'all and I love all these men and these women who have blessed us with a bit of the grace of God and the, and the, and the preaching of the gospel. I mean, but you know what? We're doing just what we're supposed to do anyways, what, what God has created us to be. So, you know what? I don't I don't. And I don't want to encourage, and I hope that you, too, don't worship any man, any woman. So much so that when you get to heaven, you want to see him? That's, to me, that's just, that's sad. Because the only person that we should ever want to see is who, children? Jesus. Jesus. I want to see Jesus. You know, that's why I love my grandmother so much. Because you know what? Every time I see her, you know what she does? I mean, you know what she says? Tell me about Jesus. That's all. She just won't tell me about Jesus. Don't tell me about so-and-so. Don't tell me about Kevin. Don't tell me about Spurgeon. Don't tell me about all these different individuals. Barack Obama. I want to know about I want to know and I want to hear about Jesus. And so I hope you too. I hope you come to a place in your life that you want to see Jesus. And that you would... Come to a place of understanding that this is our blessing. The return of Jesus. To fully know him. To fully bless him. Sorry, to be blessed by him. Also, another one of our, our eternal blessings is God's future blessing of heirs. Is this. The new heavens and the new earth. There's coming a day and time when we have a new heavens. And a new earth. Listen, this earth is great. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a it's a beautiful place. And you know, I'm I gotta admit because there are many times, especially when I because I I've come I've come to a time in my life where I really fully appreciate all the natural beauties of our our planet. I love going down by the ocean, and even right now it's raining. This is good sleeping weather as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a lot of pluses. But you know what? Just like a, like a baby bird. A baby bird probably feels the same way about his nest. But it comes a day and it comes a time when that baby bird has to, has to, has to, has to leave the nest. Children, it comes, it's coming a day when, God willing, if the Lord doesn't return, mom and dad lives, you're going to have to leave the nest. You're going to have to go out and you're going to have to make it on your own. And you have to make a living for your own, your own self. And I, I pray it starts with, first of all, honoring God 
I pray for your future spouses. Getting married. That's that's what the Bible talks about more than anything. You know, a lot of people, they talk about, I can't wait to get older older and leave mom's house and all this. And I can't wait till I get a career or go to college and all that stuff. Listen, that stuff is not, that's not the end. That's just the means to the end. Don't forget that. The reason why you're in school is not to just go just to get good grades. I hope you're not there just to get good grades. I hope you're going there to what? To learn. To learn. And then to ultimately what? What I always talk about, boys. Apply the what? Apply the knowledge. And what I mean by taking it and applying the knowledge is I mean is that you take it and you use it in your life. To better not only your life, but to better better the lives of others. And hopefully that will start by 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 praying. I hope you're praying right now, men. Young men, I hope you're praying for your, your future spouses. If you're not married already, pray for them. Pray for your future spouses. Pray that God keeps them, that he keeps them whole, that he keeps them holy, that he keeps them pure. So that if the Lord doesn't return and you live, that when you get married, you will have children and you can bless your children and you can teach them and raise them up in the way that they should go. Amen. This is what it's all about. Being co-heirs of the kingdom. Co-heirs of the kingdom is, is glorifying God. That is the chief end. Everything else is just to get you there. New heavens. New earth. Listen. This earth is not fit for the, the eternal king. It's not fit for the eternal king. That's why we need a new heavens and a new earth. We need a, a heaven that can contain God. Or I should say, not contain God because nothing is that big. Let me, let me back up a little bit, a bit. All right. The Bible doesn't say that. Scratch, scratch that. Okay. Scratch that. But a heaven and an earth created by God so that he can, that he can in whatever form, which, which I'm, I don't know. I don't know about what. I don't know how this is going to really work. But all I know is that it's a heavens in which God's presence. It, it it's filled with filled with God's presence. That's all I know. Listen, the way the Bible describes it, the best example I can give you is like the sun. The sun rises and lowers every day, right? But in the new heavens. Think of it as a son that would always constantly be there. And that is God. His presence will always be there. He will be God and we will be his people. And it will be an eternal, eternal existence. So that's why it has to be new. Because right now the way it is, it just is not proper for the for for God. It's not fit for God. God has made that clear. God is a holy God. And guess what? We must be holy people. We must be holy people. His creation must be holy. And that's why it has to be new. New heavens. New earth. 
The new cosmos. The cosmos. That's what I'm talking about. The new universe. That is, that is what we are heirs of. And see, when I say we're heirs of it again, we will possess that. We will possess that. It will be ours. It will be an eternal glory, an eternal, an, an eternal, eternal existence where God will exist. And our Lord Jesus will be there forevermore. Amen. We will be able to walk with him and talk with him. And share with him. All the wonders of the kingdom. And the enemies of God will not be present. They will be where? In hell. They will be in hell. Period. Where there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. Meaning eternal punishment. We don't want that, do we? No. That's bad. That's bad. We want the new heavens and the new earth. Point number three. Because Christians are heirs of kingdom, Christians naturally look forward to the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, as co-heirs, that is owners, you can even think of heirs as an owner of the kingdom. All the blessings, all the wonders, all the riches of the kingdom. Christians look forward to the full manifestation of the day of the Lord Jesus. Listen, listen. Christians are not satisfied with this, this life as we know it. A true Christian is not satisfied. A true Christian is like, you know what? It's good, but it could be better. Say it's good, but it could be better. It's good, but it could be what? Better, much better. That's why Paul says, you know what? The sufferings of this present life is not worthy to be even compared with the future glories of what? The kingdom of God to that which is to come. It's not even worthy to to be compared. But you know what? Just 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 to go down that path to show you, Paul said, you know, let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. And that's what we're really doing. We're talking about it. We're talking about, you know what? Yeah, this is great. This is good. It has its good points. Like I said, right now it's raining. This is good sleeping weather. <laughs> we need the water, right? Because we what? We drink it. In fact, I need to take a drink right now. <laughs> Refreshing. I should be on a commercial, right? Oh, wait, wait, no. I would, I would probably got hit for that because I have to have a label out there, right? Hmm, <laughs> refreshing. Now go by, right? <laughs> you laugh, you laugh, right? But listen, that's what a lot of people live for. A lot of people live to eat and drink. That's <laughs> it. It's like, I can't wait till the next meal. <laughs> a lot of you kids are laughing right now because a lot of you probably, what, what did you say, Elijah? <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Come on now. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it nice now. All right. Listen, 
Don't get me wrong. Listen, don't get me wrong. There go I went out for the grace of God. And trust me, I'm battling with it every day. I'm tempted every day to just wake up and like, man, I can't wait till I eat breakfast. I can't wait till I eat lunch. I can't wait till I eat dinner. I just can't wait to eat, period. Because I love, especially my weakness is sweets. It's chocolates. It's candy. It's cakes, muffins. You guys know me, right? Many of you, many of you know me. But that's, I'm just going to admit, I, I like sweets. It's that simple. But you know what I've learned? Too much of sweets can harm you. It can harm you. And it's harming me. Even right now, I found out by the doctors that it's harming me. I've been eating too much sweets. I've, another favorite of mine is burgers, hamburgers. I just love burgers. I love hamburgers. Hamburger. I can't, I, I, man, you give me a hamburger and some fries and a Coke, I'm good to go. And I could do that every day. But you know what? It's not good for me. It's not good for me. So, but Christians, we look for it. This is probably why many of us, and I'm, I'm going to share this with you. This is probably why many Christians look forward to the return of Jesus because we know that in that day, listen, some of the, some of the things that we'll be doing will be similar to Jesus, what he did when he was resurrected from the dead. I don't know if you recall the story, but when he was resurrected from the dead, he was eating fish. He was eating fish. So you know what? That could be that we too, when the kingdom, when the Lord Jesus returns in the kingdom of God, guess what? We'll be eating. Because the Bible talks a lot, a lot about it. But I don't know if we'll be actually eating the kind of food that we're used to. But I, I, I like to say it like this. That we'll be eating heavenly foods. Right? Heavenly foods. And so whatever that heavenly food is, it's going to be good. You know it. Right? You know it's going to be good. So, and guess what? We'd probably be able to eat as much as we want, as much as we need. Because God is that way. God is a... God is a, is, a, is a God that when he gives, he gives abundantly. We're going to have more than, than what we need. We're going to have way more above than what we can possibly ever imagine and what we can possibly ever be able to ever handle. Are you with me now this morning? So these, this is the benefits of being co-heir of the kingdom. And that's why we naturally look forward. We look forward to the full manifestation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is the day of our Lord. Because in that day, not only will we have a new heavens and a new earth, but we will be fully transformed, fully renewed into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We will have a new body. Listen, listen, this is another reason why, too, we're not satisfied. Because we know that these bodies don't last forever. We want bodies that last forever. We want bodies that will exist with God. And that will, we can lift up holy hands forever. Amen? Amen. And we can sing with the heavenly voice. Worthy are thou, Lord God. Worthy are you to be praised, to be honored. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord God, forevermore. Right? That's why we naturally, it's a natural, it's natural for Christians to do that. It's unnatural to, to non-believers 
They, you know, they, 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 they don't. Listen, when you talk to someone about Christ, don't get into an argument with them. Don't get into a, into a fight with them about it. Why? Because, listen, they can't understand. They can't understand. But you know what they will understand? They will understand your walk. They will understand your talk. They will understand how you live your life before God and before them. They will understand that. That's why we as Christians, we have to be careful. We want to be careful. Why? Because we want to glorify God. We don't want to make a bad name for him. So we have to be careful how we speak. We have to be careful what we watch, what we talk about, especially around non-believers. But in the body of Christ, especially, we need to be careful. We, we want to be loving toward one another. We want to be, we, we should be willing to, to come alongside one another as we look forward to the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. We, we should be Come alongside one another and bearing one another's weaknesses. Sharing with one another our love and joy for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Sharing with one another the, the, our, our earthly blessings which God has given us. That's why I say, young men, I hope you're looking forward to your future wives. So that you can share with them and bless them with the success of your whatever, whatever you plan to do for life. Whatever you plan to do in life, whatever you plan to do, find something that's honorable. I was just speaking with my nephew the other day, and I, I pray for his soul because he thinks it's okay to every now and then go and, 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 and steal things. I don't know where he got that from. But I was so, I, 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 I wanted to get upset. And, you know, he's clear, clear across the country right now. I want to go and just literally just spank him. But he's like twice my size. <laughs> he probably beat me up. <laughs> All right, and I'm not gonna say any names, but I pray for his soul because it's never okay to to get into stealing for no reason. Even if you don't get caught, you should not be into that. You should be ashamed of yourself if you're a Christian, especially. But again, that's the problem. Those who are not Christians, those who are unbelievers, like my nephew, he is he. Is, but you know what? <laughs> I know help is on the way with him because he barks the loudest. Whenever he talks to me, he barks the loudest. Uh, God this, God that. And because, you know, but that's all he wants to talk with. When, he, when he's talking with me, he's, he wants to talk about God. You know why? Because I believe with all my heart that the Lord Jesus has got a reign on him right now. And he's reigning them in. And I was the same way. I was the same way for a long time in my young life. In my young life, I was, I was fighting. I was battling against God. I didn't want to, you know, I basically didn't want to, want to have anything to do with God. But you know what? At every turn, God would be there and he'd be like, you know what? Reminding me. You got to get right. You need to get back. You're not in the right, you're not, you don't belong here. Wherever I was, you don't belong here. You belong here with me. But I would continue to fight and to a point where I would be just like my nephew. I would just, going off <laughs> for no reason about why I shouldn't believe in God, why there is no God, I, you know, there's other gods, there's, you know, but I'm just going off and just doing things because I, you know, 
But I was like, like, even like, oftentimes you children are. When you guys want attention, you guys do things just to get attention. And sometimes it's the wrong thing. But you know it's the wrong thing, but you do it because you want mom and dad's attention. I think that's what's happening with my uncle. I mean, my nephew. So anyways, but I pray for him. And I don't, when he, when he said that, I just like, you know, no nephew, I don't think you want to go down that path. That is not a good path to go down. But, you know, it was no need of me trying to, you know, yell at him and trying to go and, you know, try to force him. Because I know where he's at. And we got to be that way, too, as Christians. We have to be wise with our dealings with unbelievers. We have to be wise. And that is that we have to be aware of where they're at. And we need to be praying for them. Amen? Not only be praying for them, but praying for ourselves. Because even in our own home, I'm noticing that, you know what? A lot, a lot. A lot of you guys are not, not fully mature in Christ. And I'm learning that now. And I'm learning that I have, it's, it's, it's no needed, it's purpose, it's, it's, I, you know what? I'll just be wasting my energy preaching to you. A lot of times. And that's why I don't. I don't preach, I don't know if you notice that, I don't preach to you all, you all about Christ and Jesus until, but on days like this. Because I know, and, 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 and when we're doing life, when we're just going from day to day, it's pointless for me to be preaching to you about it because it would be in one ear and out the other. And most times, it would just make you even more stubborn. So I'm just going to go that route. I'm just try to love you. Try to set the example. Try to watch what I say. Try to talk with you with a calm voice. <laughs> Some of you especially, you demand that, don't you? If I don't talk with you in a calm voice, he's like, man, you let me know. <laughs> hey, hold on a minute. Preach it, man. <laughs> I love you, though. Our hope. Our greatest hope is the hope of a, the dawn of a new heavens and a new earth. Amen? Amen. That's what we look forward to in Christ Jesus. As, as, as being united with Christ, we look forward to the dawn of a new heavens and a new earth. Doesn't that sound Right? Doesn't it sound right that God would do that for his people, for us, for, for those whom he have called his own? Let's close by remembering the following. Let's keep in mind that in point number one, we saw that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom of God, God will eventually punish all their enemies. And you can look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. I didn't do that today. But if you want to, listen, whatever I say to you, whatever I preach to you, I want to encourage you. Don't take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. So I'm giving you a passage. 1 Corinthians, for all my, my listeners especially, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Check it out. It talks about this. Because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, God has eternally blessed us. Passage, Romans chapter 18, I mean, Romans chapter 8, verses 17 through 18. That's our current passage. James 2, 5, Revelations 21, 1. Look it up. Check it out for yourself. Because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, Christians naturally look forward to the day of the Lord Jesus. Revelations chapter 22, verses 10, 12, 10 and 12. And 2 Timothy, verses 4, I mean, chapter 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Look it up. 
Don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. Amen? Let us pray. Our Lord and God, thank you for giving us your spirit. Thank you for increasing our knowledge and love for you. Our Lord and God, thank you for enlightening us with this marvelous message from your written word. Bless our listeners. May we be a blessing to others. We ask and we pray in the name of of the Lord, our Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please rise for the doxology. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to the divine revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the mystery that has been kept secret for a very long time, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith, to the only wise God be glory and honor, both dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Please hug one another and enjoy the rest of the day.